welcome to the Soul on Fire podcast um, with your host Muchukunda Das, aka Muchu, and I'm joined today with Druva Das as a sequel to our podcast on friendships. Um, in that podcast, we discuss the importance, really, of connecting with people, especially in the context of book distribution, which is Druva's background. Literally, literally as well. If you're looking at the Zoom background right now, but this is just an audio uh, podcast, so. But yeah, welcome to the show, Druva. Thank you, Muchu. It's great to be here, as so always. Us, so nice. Um, tell us a little bit about what your thoughts were. I I told you what I wanted to discuss, and you said you had some thoughts on like what it what friendship means to you. Wow, that is such a good question, and I had a really good think about this prior to um, coming on the podcast today, and. I thought of something that I was that, that happened to me, you know, when I was younger, and searching, searching, searching for wisdom, searching for answers, searching for peace in life. And one of my devotee friends said to me, "You know, a real friend is somebody who actually tells you the truth." And I thought about that, and I thought, "Yeah, you know, in life we have all sorts of different types of friends." And when you're younger, I remember in my twenties. I had lots of friends, but you know, there were some friends I could share some things with and there were other friends that I couldn't share anything with. So it was always a battle to try and discriminate as to you know, who I could share with. And I found at times, you know, when I did a lot of soul searching and I felt really um, in need of really strong guidance that friends were you know, some of my friends were actually just really fair weather friends. So, you know, when everything was cruising along really well and life was going really good and we we're all having a good time, we we're all really good friends. But then when, you know, we went through phases in life where we had, you know, questions or we were feeling a bit down about something or more introspective, then some of those fair weather friends, they just disappeared. So I was always wondering, you know, well, what actually is, is a real friend? And one of my devotee friends said to me, a real friend is one that will actually tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. So I thought about this today and, um, you know, at a time right now where we have a lot of enforced control restricting our movements by governments around the world and in our local areas. So we, it's pretty obvious, you know, that um, politicians, you know, when running for, for a parliament or running for leadership roles, they have a, a list of promises that they make to the people and they're everybody's friend. You know, they're kissing babies and out and about and talking to everybody, promising the world. But often when they're elected, they fall short of their promises. And, you know, they act in ways that are um, completely contradicting to the way that they acted, you know, when they were seeking election. So I thought, you know, a real friend is somebody who's consistent and who has a solid and um, reputable character and who, who actually acts upon the things that they say they're going to do. So now we have, you know, the situation where we have all of us, you know, at the whim of the, the government and the restrictions, and they're expecting us to trust them, and they're expecting us to put our faith in the decisions that they're making. But it's a pretty hard one to, um, to really come to task with because, you know, really one has to be a person who actually, uh, at least in my mind, for me to really put my trust in somebody, I have to see that they're, they're a person, you know, who has character and who actually walks their talk, so to speak. Mm. But when I think of a real friend, I think of, you know, somebody who, who tells you the truth. And so what, what is the truth that 
everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know who they are. That's the bottom line. You know, we come to the world and we're cruising around doing our thing. And when things don't turn out too well, or when we become introspective, one of the first questions that arises is, who am I? Why am I here? I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I know myself. When I was younger, I had those questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Why is this happening? Um, did you ever have those kind of situations occur where you thought to yourself, well, who am I? Is that something you ever thought about? Um, thanks for asking. I don't actually recall that being a big theme for me. I think uh -huh. it was probably around the time that maybe that answer would have, oh, sorry, that question um, would have hit me that I actually uh -huh. came upon this knowledge. So I was about 16. Yeah, but did you ever think, you know, why am I suffering? Why is something like this? Why is something like that? Did those things ever go through your mind? Yeah, yeah, what, why? Yeah, definitely. I think I had some of those why, why questions yeah. come up for me, yeah. Well, according to all the great saints and sages, they say that um, in Sanskrit, they say, Atato Brahma Jigyasya, that now we've come to the human form of life, that we have a human body. The question should be, who am I? and why am I here? So just like last time we were speaking about, you know, having a mentor and approaching others in order to gain wisdom. And I gave the example that you go to a university or you go to a trade college or you go to a school in order to become educated because, you know, basically we're ignorant of so many things. So similarly, um, in order to understand deeper topics like where I just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized souls can part knowledge unto him because they have seen the truth. So uh, the whole topic of, of um, the ABC book of, of, of uh, wisdom, the Bhagavad Gita, as it is, is Lord Krishna speaking to his friend Arjuna and enlightening him about his real identity. And one of the five topics which are mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita is uh, Jiva, which is ourselves, the living entity. Jiva is a Sanskrit word for ourselves. And Krishna says that we are um, the embodied soul passing in the body from boyhood, girlhood, to youth, to old age. And similarly, you know, when the, when the body is dying, we're passing into another body. And Krishna says to Arjuna that a person who's sober is not bewildered by the change of the body. So there's a great picture in the Bhagavad Gita you know, illustrating uh, all the changes of life, you know, from boyhood to youth to old age. And there's a little like spark inside mm. all of the bodies. And that spark is denoted as the, the spirit soul. So Krishna says that we are that non-material spiritual personality which resides within the body. Because, you know, our bodies have undergone so many changes from uh, when we were children through to when we went to primary school, to high school, to teenage years, to 20s. Our bodies have changed, but we haven't become someone else through the, the you know, the instigation of those changes. That even though our bodies are changing constantly, it's said, you know, through science that every seven years, all the cells completely change and regenerate with the body. So the, we see, you know, my body's not the same as it used to be when I was your age, but I'm still intrinsically the same person. I have all the, the memories, I have all the experiences, I have all the thoughts that I had as a youth. But 
the one thing that's changed is my body. So similarly, it's described, you know, when the body goes through its final, which is the body becomes uninhabitable, we, the personality within the body, the individual self, ourselves, the soul, we uh, move from this body and we take another body. Or if we become perfect in the practice of our self-development or yoga, we can uh, leave this material realm and we can enter into the, the non-material realm or the spiritual realm where we resume our original spiritual body. So what constitutes a real friend? A real friend is the one who enlightens you and puts you in touch with this knowledge and helps and in relationship with that, uh, your friendship is based upon those truths. Mm. So, what does that look like? Well, it looks like a whole different kind of way of acting in life. It's mm. not like you're not acting because nobody can be um, inactive for any period of time. But it's it's the motivation behind your act, and it's the consciousness you have when you act. So. Right now, you know, most of our friendships may be based just purely on things that we enjoy together. Like we might enjoy a few beers, so, you know, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> or we might enjoy, you know, some kind of activity, you know, and that, that constitutes a friendship. But for one who's wanting to, you know, advance on the spiritual path, and advancement means becoming more and more situated in your your spiritual identity which looks like less ignorant which looks like more bliss mm. which looks like uh, a very positive future because one understands that you know the nature of this world is that it's temporary and the things that happen to us the mm. happiness the distress the honor the dishonor um, the anxiety they're all temporary mm. So what it looks like to live in a truth which is based upon understanding your spiritual reality is that you come to see all of those things and you come to learn to see them in their proper manner, mm. which means that you see the temporary nature of those things that you experience, the happiness, the distress, the honor, the dishonor, the anxiety. You realize that they're very temporary in nature, mm. but they have nothing to do with you. There's something that you're experiencing and, you know, you, you learn to roll with the punches, so to speak, and to keep yourself situated in a more spiritual state of mind. So what it looks like is finding out from your mentors, finding out from your teachers, the ways in which you can live your life so that you can maintain that platform of awareness. That's what it actually looks like. So your friendships are based on those interactions and those kind of instructions. Wow, I'm really um, kind of surprised by your answer actually because um, often when I pick a theme or, or ask someone to come on the show it's because I've got a thought or a realization about something and I want to share that with the world oh. but I think someone else will um, have a better uh, or a, a better realization that's just a better version of mine but yours is actually a different realization <laughs> so I, was, I was almost expecting you to say what I had on my mind okay <laughs> which is assumptive I'm sorry about that no no I'm, <laughs> I'm really I, I'm glad because um, you've, you've, you've broadened my 
you've deepened my understanding a lot um, because one of the things that I was thinking about was that um, something that my teacher Dave Omri said is that the way to associate other spiritual it's it's not a material skill it's not a mundane skill like social skills that yeah. you just yeah that's you don't right. come from that space you don't come yeah. from your coolness those things don't have so much value in that arena you know yeah. in spiritual circle it's more the stuff that you're talking about but I didn't actually think about that so deeply um, so but you so you have you've actually um, reflected exactly what I wanted to share but you've actually opened it up in a much broader way like what I've taken from it is basically just be a genuine spiritualist yourself and then relate with yeah. your fellow genuine spiritualists um, yeah, and then automatically almost because you're on the same page and then when you relate you interact um, sort of you know you don't throw that stuff out the window you, you just be pure yourself you be spiritual yourself in your own life private life and then yeah. you come into your social setting and you just be the exact same way but in interaction with others. it's always at the forefront of your mind because you know the tendency for most of us is to you know if if you think back on your life and you think of all your conquests and you think of all your miseries you know they they just keep recurring for most of us they just keep coming back you know in different packages at different times um and it's almost like we're haunted by you know the the program in the mind which just keeps you know coming back those files just keep popping up so you know your mentor your spiritual teacher is one who helps you how to you know implement you know a whole new software update mm. just kind of like totally upgrade your equipment so that you're able to very successfully navigate life with a different system and that system is not something that they've made up or something that they've just kind of concocted themselves but that system is something they've learned from their mentors who've learned from their mentors who've, who come from the source of this wisdom and we understand through bhagavad-gita that the source of this information is krishna and in sanskrit he's known as yogashwara which means the master of yoga so yoga is that science in sanskrit the word yoga means to yoke or to link and it means to link with the supreme so the process of yoga is to take us from our material experience of reality and purify that and help us to see with a proper balance which is to understand and to live from our spiritual reality which is our real happy eternal blissful and knowledgeable reality so therefore you know that's the kind of friend we want we want the friend who gives us the you know the permission to access that software and you know you've got to uh, make sure you have everything kind of sorted if you're going to do a software update you've got to make sure you've got you've got a right connection you've got the right run, run amount of power sorted on your phone or on your computer or whatever and then then you just you know click the buttons and then the software update starts but so similarly it's the same with our our realities that we've got to you know click into the right source the right connection and um you know gradually we start downloading the files and the files are ways of behavior the files are ways to maintain the mind the files are ways to maintain the body all this guidance which is given by by nature and to help us you know transcend 
um, all the the whimsical and speculative things that we experience living in in this world, which change, you know, from day to day. So much speculation. You just go anywhere on the internet, and there's unlimited varieties of people speculating about so many things without having any proper mentors or any proper sources of knowledge. They're just sprouting off things which come into their mind and which seem appropriate at that time. So, you know, naturally it's a chaotic situation. Everybody is in a, in a frustrated, chaotic state of mind because they're not finding peace, you know, in the midst of all of this speculation. So the, um, the yoga knowledge is to help us uh, actually begin to you know, sift through all those files and gradually you know, delete a whole bunch of them and um, clean up our hard drive, just you know, become a lot more, make sure that everything's running a lot more smoothly. So those friendships, which are based upon that premise, they're the kind of friendships you want to find because they're the ones that will help you advance. And you know, nobody has to tell you if you actually start feeling better, you know yourself. If you're not sure, you just give it a try and take one whatever little step you can and, and see if you actually get some benefit. You don't have to believe or um, accept anything anyone says. You just have to try it for yourself and see whether you actually get any benefit. So I would say, you know, maintaining friendships is about one, yourself being a personality who is in that frame of mind. And two, then being able to share that with those in your circle in order to encourage them just as you were encouraged yourself you know by your mm. teachers like that encouragement i think is such a huge component of of friendship um in maori in where i'm from new zealand um the traditional or the indigenous cultures is maori as you know and one of the cool words among many many cool words that the Māori has is mana and uh -huh. mana means a lot of things but um it's often translated to mean um pride or you know like one sense of pride but it's also someone's reputation so if i um manaki tanga you or um give mana to you um that's that's it's basically encouragement like mana is like courage and to encourage is to like give courage to someone else right mm -hmm. so manaki tanga in one sense is like um giving courage or giving um prestige to someone and i oh. think that's what makes a really nice um friendship like i've got a friend he's my best friend you know one of my best friends um i'll give him a shout out his name's bago pal and he is just the oh i know pal yeah he's just the embodiment of manaki tanga or encouragement you know whenever yeah, he sees me absolutely. it's like you know how you know I, I think i told him once yeah i want to do a painting of the hamsa avatar um the swan avatar of krishna on a in in wellington on a, on a wall somewhere and then <laughs> whenever he saw me um for like a couple of weeks after that he was asking me oh you know i can't wait to see the swan avatar <laughs> so he's just constantly on the lookout for like how can i encourage this person and validate them and manaki tanga them perfect yeah so to my mind that is what um maintaining a friendship is we have the guidance of our mentors and we have literatures which describe the process of progressing in yoga so in terms of maintaining a friendship we we learn from our mentors and then we we pass that wisdom that we learn onto other people through our own example and through our association. And that's how the knowledge is passed down. Of course, one has to learn how to follow nicely so that, you know, you, you, um, you, you 
can get the result. If there's so much information given in the yoga texts that uh, you can see, find out where what the goal is. You can find out what are the, the steps along the path and you can find out you know, how to situate yourself in such a way that you can start off. You don't have to go to the high level straight away. You can just start at some level and start from where you're comfortable and your friends should be able to give you that kind of guidance. And if not, the, um, the literatures, by reading the literatures given by the great personalities, they outline these things in immense detail. So you can study them and see, see how you agree with them. On the basis of that, you can plot your course. And you know, they say, well, the proof is really in the pudding. That if you, if you see something and you think, oh, well, you know, give it a try. And if it works for you, then you know, gradually you might decide, well, I'll give something else a try. And um, your friends are there to encourage you. Your friends are there to, to help you along the path, just as they've also been assisted in their you know, journey of the path. Thank you so much for your insight, Drew. You are most welcome. Thank you for asking me because it's, it, it made me think and then it made me remember, oh, what is a real friend? And you, you, that real friend is that one who will tell you the truth. So not try to implicate you more and more in speculation or implicate you more and more in you know, being caught in your past miseries or past you know, confusion, but who will actually help you to get out of that yourself. Mm. Um, one of the things, I, I actually thought we'd talk about this a lot, um, or, or at least a little bit during the podcast, but you're a, a barber and I'm sure you like, I, I feel like barbers are um, like counselors mm. or at least like um, the, the best listeners on the planet. <laughs> well, you know, you've got to do something there while you're, you know, doing that thing, you know, cutting people's hair. It's like, <laughs> it's naturally people start to open up, you know, when you, when you start playing with the hair and, you know, massaging the scalp and yeah. do all those kinds of things, you know, it all starts coming out. Yeah. People, uh, I've, I feel very fortunate because I remember as a youth, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I left school. I went through to grade 12 and, you know, all my schoolmates, you know, they were all like going to university and doing this and doing that. And I was like, I had no idea whatsoever. But my father, with, you know, he got me a job working as a clerk in a, in a factory. So we'd have to go down to the factory and collect timesheets, times of um, parts that had been machined for different things. You know, it was um, very dull for me because there was no interaction with people. So I realized, you know, after a year, I thought I need a, a job where I can interact with people because you have to work according to your nature. And my nature was that I liked people. I liked talking with people and I liked talking unrestrictedly with people. I didn't like being in an environment where I constantly had to watch what I said. So I think that's what really attracted me to, to philosophy and what attracted me to transcendental knowledge is because by nature, I, I very much craved to have that knowledge myself so that I could... Um, mm, go deep with people? Yeah, go deep with myself first mm. and then be able to have something of value to say to people if mm. if somebody if I you know I got the chance to meet somebody and I do feel like that every day I try to you know with each individual person that I get the opportunity um, if there's an opportunity to talk about stuff then it's a good opportunity to say just a few words and often all it takes is just a few words to encourage somebody you know further in there or to help them unravel something that's going on for them in their life so yeah I think that's kind of my nature and uh, I found that the more I utilize and you know work according to my nature, the more enlivened I get. 
So I know that it's something that I feel comfortable with. Yeah. How would you sum up everything we've discussed into one sentence? I would just say your real friend is one who will tell you the truth and your friendship with that person is based upon the teachings of the great saints and sages that that constitutes a real valuable friendship nice thank and you I've, so much. i've had that experience that of that myself and I, i'm having that experience of that myself and i can say that uh, i actually feel i have keys i have ways and means by which to deal with the the complexities of life mm, now that's great yeah I think we should definitely continue this dialogue um, in future podcasts because I think we can go even deeper into it um, or at least get into the more maybe practical um, sort of like, okay, so what do you actually do and what? Yeah, not, totally. Maybe talk a little bit about, you know, Vaishnav um, dealings. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So much is there. We have so many literatures which describe all of these topics. It's a life's t- a lifetime study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Prabhu, and we'll You're we'll most talk, welcome. Talk soon. I look Hare, forward to it. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. If you would like to know more about anything you heard in today's podcast, feel free to write to me via my website, muchu108.com. That's M-U-C-H-U-108.com. Um, that includes if you're interested in books about bhakti yoga or getting some art from me or just want to ask a question related to the podcast. Have a great day. Hare Krishna.